This podcast is for professional voice teachers to answer the question, how do I grow my teaching business and even break out of that one-on-one lesson model so that I can reach and teach who I want whenever I want. I'm your host, Allie Tyler, voice teacher of over a decade and marketing and business coach for fellow voice teachers. Welcome to the Voicepreneur Podcast. Hey, voice teacher. Welcome to another episode. I hope that you are doing well. I am excited to talk about marketing with you. I love marketing. I love talking about marketing. I love learning about marketing. I love thinking about marketing. (laughs) I love marketing. It's really weird. But here's the thing. I actually want to talk about what's hurting you right now, what you're not doing, quote unquote, right. And Let me first be real, as we always are, there is no such thing as right or wrong. There is only what works for you. And the only way that you will know what works for you is if you get in there and you test it and you do it. So that's my little caveat there. But with a big B here, I am seeing some things, particularly on Instagram and topics that are coming up with the Voicepreneur Calls, which is the community of voice teachers that I run at the Voicepreneur Program. And I have my own way of doing business and marketing, right? And everybody has their own way of doing that too. You're going to hear different things from different coaches, just like you are in the voice teaching world. Dun, 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 dun. No difference there. We are all trying to, you know, compile a bunch of different information and curate it and teach it and live by it and do it in our own ways, in ways that work for us. So know that things are, these are things that I believe and that I experience and just take that with what you will. Okay. (laughs) However you want to. So the first thing, the big thing, and you've probably heard me talk about this before, but if you haven't, this is one that I feel pretty passionate about. It is the advice of posting consistently. You gotta post consistently. You gotta post every day. (sighs) This one actually is a really complicated one. It is not black and white. It's got 50 shades of gray. So I totally understand, completely understand why you would want to be posting consistently. In fact, as somebody who is an avid Instagram poster, I follow this advice. I post consistently too. So it's a dance, right? But here's the thing. Posting itself is not the priority. The consistency part is we want to be consistent, but Posting is not where we want to be consistent. We want to be consistent with engaging. We want to be consistent with utilizing the platforms in a way that engages other people. Now, this word engaged can absolutely mean posting. I find that when I post things on Instagram, and especially if I am like in a rhythm and I'm doing it every day, I am also engaging on that platform so much more because there's comments to reply to and there's discussions to be had, right? There's just so much more action happening on that platform. So I feel like posting can kind of go under this umbrella of engagement, But engagement can mean so many things. It can mean comments. It can mean stories. It can mean DMs. It can mean Facebook groups. It can mean all kinds of things. So 
Engaging is really where it's at. This is how your business is actually going to grow. And it's super, super, super satisfying when you look at your insights and your, your data and all of, you know, like the analytics that are curated by watching your engagement and watching how engagement ripples into your reach and your profile views and your website clicks and all of that good stuff. It's pretty awesome. So I just want to help you change your mindset around posting consistently. And instead of thinking, I got to post every day, what if you replace that with, I got to engage every day, right? So like, sure, you want to post every day? Heck yeah. But make sure that you are engaging the same amount, right? Like you are engaging just as much. So engage consistently. All right. So here is the second one. And this one's a big one and it's kind of hard to put into words, but let's see if you get it sharing what you know, sharing what you know. This is the marketing tip, or maybe it's not as, you know, like in that exact wording, but share what you know online. That's a way that you market yourself. This is actually not helping you. It's actually hurting you. And here is why. (laughs) When you get too tippy, or I like to call it, you get a little tipsy, you're putting in way too many tips, you have now gone from someone that we can relate to, to just like this kind of like encyclopedia. And hey, that's cool. If that's your jam and you want to be an encyclopedia and that's what your brand is all about, you want to be like this content producing machine, that is awesome. But the way that you actually sell, the way that you actually connect with your people, the way that you actually convert your leads into customers and clients, sell, you know, same thing. The way that you actually do that is you do it by showing us how you'll help us. So that's the key difference here. Rather than sharing what you know, show how you'll help. So what does that mean? Rather than sharing about it and telling us, right, telling us how awesome you are, telling us about straw singing and why that's amazing and all the schools that you went to and why your students are great and telling us, telling us, right? You tell us with text. You tell us with too long of captions. If you are telling us what you know, it gets boring. When you show us, we are with you. We are looking at things differently. You are (laughs) essentially triggering the thoughts we think. You are in charge of our mind. This is what sales psychology is, right? This is why we call it sales psychology. It's the psychology of why people buy things, but it's how we actually leverage that to get into people's minds. That sounds really creepy now that I'm like saying this all out loud, but hopefully it doesn't sound creepy. We mean it from a genuine way. What we mean to do, (laughs) what we mean to do is show people what it's like to work with us. We want to show them how you will help them. So let me give you a really simple example. I was actually just looking yesterday on Instagram and I was writing out, you know, an outline for this. And 
the very first video that pops up, I was like, oh, universe, thank you. This is literally perfect, was a reel from a voice teacher, and it showed us the title, What We Do in a Voice Lesson. So if you can imagine, in this reel, it was kind of zooming towards the piano really slowly, and it said, what we do in a voice lesson in the text. And then the next scene, it had like the sheet music going really slow, and then it just said, number one, warm up. And then the next one, it had, you know, like a notebook, and then it said, number two, right? It's very self-explanatory. But what I loved about it was, A, it was beautiful. Like the branding was really, really pretty. She used like actual cursive font, but like in a really pretty way. And she kind of canvied it and looked really nice. But what I really loved about it more was that I was in her studio. She was showing us, like there was an actual student there and it showed us the different elements of what her studio looked like. She was showing us how she was going to help us rather than, for example, making like a graphic and putting, you know, here are the four things that we're going to be doing in our lessons. Number one, we're going to warm up. Warm ups are essential for blah, 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 blah. Number two, we're going to do vocal techniques. Vocal techniques are essential for blah, blah. And trying to squeeze all of that text on one graphic, it's so, so, so subtle. But that, to me, that graphic is a little bit more on the telling side than it is on the showing side, right? You are telling us what we're going to do in a voice lesson, and you're going to list it out in bullet points. Not to say that that's a bad post. That's not necessarily a bad post. But what's really going to sell me is showing me. Show me what we do in the voice lesson. Literally take me inside of your studio and show me. This allows me to feel like I am part of that lesson, that I know you, that I know exactly what that lesson is going to be all about. Plus, I'm much more interested in watching the entire thing. And so I'm actually going to get all of those steps rather than trying to process a graphic. Like, yeah, there's just so many reasons why that little tiny clip is much more likely to get conversions. It's much more likely to get sales. So it's just something to be thinking about when you are putting out content. Think about how you can show people. Don't share, don't tell, don't get over tippy, right? Show them. Show them how you can help. All right, so now for the last little bit, and I got to admit, this one's a little bit more businessy than it is marketing-y, <laughs> marketing-y, but that is because I do feel like this is kind of intertwined with marketing and it definitely makes a statement about your business when it comes to sales and marketing, which is your price, your price, your price point. So what we are talking about specifically with your price point is how to actually know what to charge. So you may have heard the advice, charge what you're worth charge what you're worth, charge your value. I know that when I branched out from the music studio business and I started my own studio business, I was like gung-ho about this. I was reading all the books about worthiness and like declaring my money mindset and all this great stuff. And I was all about charging my worth. Here's the thing. It's crappy business advice great for self-development and reminding yourself of your worthiness, but that is exactly why it is crappy business advice. 
because you are inherently worthy, first and foremost. How on earth are you supposed to put a numerical value to that? Like that makes literally no sense. Charge at your worth. Like what is what does that even mean? What what does that mean? How do you charge what you're worth? That makes no sense. And the other reason why I hate this advice is because now this assumes that you inherently know how to value this offer. You will never inherently know how to value anything without doing research first. So it's not about charging what you're worth. That is not the statement. The statement is charge what the market values your offer to be. That's it. Charging what the market values it puts it back into the hands of your audience rather than you being the decider of value, right? Your audience is the decider, not you. You are not the decider. This means you need to know how to listen to your customers. Have conversations with them regularly. Do some research. Do some market research, right? Gather information about them, literally as if you were a researcher. I personally love this stuff because I minored in sociology. (laughs) And I'll never forget being in a research class that taught me the power of asking the right questions. Like, I was completely blown away. I had no idea that the questions and the way that we ask the questions is going to give us different results. Like, I just, what? I just had no idea. So it's definitely one of those things that you want to make sure that you go deep on. You want to research what the market is going to be valuing your offer and not necessarily how you would value your offer. If you want to go deeper on how to do this type of research, you definitely want to come and check out the Voicepreneur program. This is one of the lessons that we work through inside of the program where I teach you the types of questions to ask, how to gather data, how to use that data, how to leverage that data so that you can sell. It's pretty awesome. So (laughs) definitely go and check that out with the show notes if you are interested. So speaking of the Voicepreneur program, using that as an example of what we're talking about here when we're talking about charging what the market value use your offer to be. So this program is a very affordable program. It's $55 a month and any other program that is teaching the same type of content when it comes to business and online marketing and social media and selling and sales psychology and building your brand and the sales funnel, like, oh my gosh, there's so much in it. It is arguably worth a lot more than that. And people who are teaching this type of stuff in my industry are charging way more than that. So that's how I know that. But that is not how I am basing my price point. I am not basing my price point off of just what my competitors are doing. I am basing it off of who my market is. My market is voice teachers. I don't expect voice teachers to be paying me $297 a month or something crazy like that. And these are numbers that I see all the time in the online marketing world. That feels outrageous to me. I want to meet my people where they're at. So that's why I have a lower price because I am charging what I feel the market is valuing my offer. And actually I do feel it's a little bit low, but again, I want, I really just want to meet you where you're at. I want to support you. I want it to be like a no brainer. That is like my own personal way of doing marketing is I want everything to feel like a no brainer. But that is super important advice because the amount of times I see people who are charging like absurd prices and I'm thinking 
Does the market actually value it as that? Or are you just doing that because you see other people who are kind of doing a similar thing? So just remember that, my friend, that you really got to do your research. You really got to ask the right questions. And yes, definitely be looking around at your competitors, but do not base everything off of that. Know your people. Know your people. (laughs) So to quickly recap, the three most common marketing tips that are actually potentially hurting your business are number one, posting consistently. So rather than post consistently, we want to be engaging consistently. The second thing is rather than sharing what you know, you want to show how you'll help. And then the third thing is rather than charging what you're worth or charging your value, charge what the market values your offer to be. I hope that this was helpful for you. If there was a specific one that was a big aha moment, let me know on Instagram. You can take a screenshot of this and send me a DM over at The Voicepreneur. And everything else that we have covered is inside of the show notes of this episode. Thank you as always for spending your time with me. And I can't wait to hear how you apply this to your teaching business. I will catch you in the next episode.